Mock Jesus, we thank you, we honor you, we supplement your holy name, we micrograph your presence, God, in this place. We humbly say you are holy and we love you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, we say we love you, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus Christ, as we are gathered in this place, of oh God, our prayer is that you may minister unto us, meet us at the point of our demand blessing, oh God. We pray that we may hear you, we may not hear amen. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you may correct every error in our lives, that you may guide us this morning, that you may empower us, give us direction in this end time, oh God. As Jesus Christ said that when he comes, he shall guide you in all truth. In this end time, our prayer, oh God, is that guide us in all truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray for those that are sick this morning, those that are in hospitals, those that are at home. We prophesy healing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We pray for those that are meditating to commit suicide, homicide. We pray for them right now. Let the Spirit of God reach them before they commit this heinous act. We pray for them. Let your love reach them right now. We pray for those that are in prison, those that are innocent, that were wrongly arrested and accused. We pray for them right now. Let justice reach them as we pray. I decree, I decree, pray or spirit for those that are at a point where they are saying to live or to die is the same. We prophesy life over their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, those that have been impoverished, we pray for restoration, praying for those that have lost hope, those that have lost faith, cause of the happenings that transpired during this COVID-19 time. We pray, O Spirit, that give them back their hope, give them back their faith. The faith that they had, we prophesy it over their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we are praying, O Spirit, for those that have ministries that were affected. We pray for revival, we pray for restoration, the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray, God Spirit, for the progression of the body of Christ. Pray for the advancement of the kingdom of God. I pray, let the word that we preach, let it reach every uttermost part of this world. Is a word said of God that unless and until the word reaches the uttermost parts of the world, the end time is yet to come. We pray for those that are in Venezuela, Haiti, Caribbean countries, Asian countries. We pray for those that are in North, South America, Europe, and the entire of Africa. Let the world reach them. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Let the church of God shout a glorious thunderous Amen. Amen. Uh, you can grow better, you can grow better, you can grow better. May the Lord bless you. Please be seated in the heavenly places. I want you to high five someone who's next to you, but don't touch, just high five someone who's sitting at your right. 
to left behind you, in front of you, as we get to the time of world. We want to appreciate God uh, for our brother, brother Eve, who is, who was helping us with the drums. Let's put our hands together for him. May the Lord God continue to bless you. I pray that you may meet at the point of your demand blessing. Pray that you may enlarge your borders, may stretch forth your kingdoms. Pray that your ministry may touch a lot. It may not just be a ministry, but it may transform people's lives. When you play with drums, let those that are sick be healed. Those that are disappointed be appointed. Those that are discouraged be encouraged. That's my prayer for you. That's my declaration for you. Pray that uh, people may take seriously the ministry that is in you. Let angels pray, pray, pray with you each and every time when you play these drums in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I want to appreciate our pastor, Pastor Chad, our mama in Amstel. Last week she was around. Today she's at work. Let's put our hands together for our pastor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Who was partnering with the Lord. Let's again put our hands together for brother Therapist for such a powerful ministration in the time of intercession. May the Lord continue to bless you. May God shower on the day, anoint and glorify your ministry of prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's again appreciate uh, my wife who was uh, solo today. Uh, let's appreciate her uh, the time that she has given unto us to sing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Uh, I'm not going to take much of your time this afternoon. I want to just plunge straight into the world of today. I will be uh, speaking on the subject that I've entitled Focus Now Encounters. Then I will try almost to put a prophetic slant in it. Then uh, I'll bring it home to you. And I hope that someone is going to be helped. Focus now, encounters. They are focused now or foundational encounters that every believer should have in his or her entire life. Encounters. We have heard people speaking about encounters that we've encountered God. And when people are encountering God, they encounter God in different aspects. Some they encounter God in their dreams. Some they encounter God uh, while they are praying. Some they encounter God while they are preaching. Some they encounter God while the word is being preached. So this is what we wanna talk about. Encounter. Somebody shout encounter. Encounter. I uh, don't hear you shout encounter. Encounter. So we are going to to be. Uh, bringing uh, four cardinal encounters to you. I am the Holy Spirit, and I hope that they are going to help somebody. We have heard that we can encounter trials. Uh, let's uh, listen to what James 1 verse 2 is saying. He's speaking about encountering trials, uh, but today I will be speaking on encountering the positive encounters, not negative encounters. James uh, chapter 1, subsection 2, uh, the Bible says, Consider it wholly joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped in or encounter trials 
of any sort of fall into various temptations. Genesis is teaching us on how to deal with situations that we encounter. But when we encounter trials, what you need to do is to count it all joy when you encounter those trials. Count it all joy when people are hating you for no apparent reason. Count it all joy when uh, at your company they are threatening to demote you. Count it all joy when your family members they are gathering to speak against you. Count it all joy when uh, your husband or wife is threatening to leave you. Count it all joy. Come on, somebody shout encounter. Sound encounter. So as we'll be uh, looking on the positive side of encounters uh, in our Christian life, I have mentioned dimensions that usually the reason why God encounters people from the Old Testament to the time of the New Testament is because you would want to spell out or to declare a dimension a person. That's why you used to encounter uh, or make encounters with people. The first encounter that we can talk about that uh, is so much pronounced in the Bible is the encounter that God had with Abraham. When he encountered Abraham, the Bible says, He said unto Abraham, Leave the place where you are staying. Abraham was living in the Mesopotamia of the Chaldeans. So God said unto him, first in time, that I want you to leave your family, I want you to leave your nativity, I want you to leave again your country. So there are three levels in which God ordered Abraham to take a step and to get out. Your family, your country, then your nationality, that is your country, and go to a place in which I'm going to show you. And then God continued to next uh, encounters with Abraham. The first thing, uh, the second encounter that God did with Abraham, he then came to Abraham as an appearance and he said unto Abraham that I'm going to make you a father to many nations, I'm going to make your name so great. He spoke about seven blessings upon Abraham that those that are going to bless you, I'm going to bless those that are going to kiss you, I shall kiss. Then the Bible again says that then God, that was an encounter, visited Abraham. So which means when God appears to a person, he appears to give a promise. But when God visits, he visits to accomplish that promise. He said, I'm going to make you. Then when he came now in three, the Bible says there were three men that came to Abraham. And Abraham, through the uh, spirit of revelation and discernment, he that these are not ordinary people, then he uh, prepared soup and meat for them. Then God revealed himself unto Abraham and said unto Abraham, I have now come so that I may accomplish all the promises that I gave to you. When you left Mesopotamia in Harani, I gave you a promise. When you passed through the Ox of Moray, I gave you a promise. Now that you are in Mamre, now I'm here about to establish that promise. And it did not end with Abraham. Now Abraham has got a, a, a great son by the name Jacob. The Bible says Jacob, he usurped the birthright of his brother Esau. After doing that, he ran away to a place called Padan Aran to where his uncle was. 
along the way, the Bible says he was tired and he took one of the stone. Coincidentally, the stone, that stone was one of the stones that were used by Abraham to erect an altar in Bethel. And he slept on that stone, he used it as a pillow. Then the Bible says the heavens opened up. When the heavens opened up, he saw a ladder that could connect the earth and the heaven. When he saw it, he saw angels that were ascending and descending. Then when he woke up, he then said to himself, I did not know that I was sleeping in the house of the Lord. Then he called that place Bethel, which means the house of the Lord. That was an encounter. So when God met those encounters to all these uh, patriarchs, he made those encounters so that you may uh, spell out or establish a dimension with them. That's why whenever you want to learn about divine encounters when it comes to angels, you need to learn about Jacob because it's one man that God encountered uh, in a dream. Then he had another encounters that he had with angels. These were encounters. But why do we uh, have to pray for encounters and why do God bring encounters to us? He brings encounters for this major thing, conviction. If you know God and God is preached to you and you have never encountered God, it's very difficult for your faith to be convicted. So God, each and every time he comes to us, sometimes we don't see him, not because he's not coming. Every time God comes and he speaks to humanity. Before you came to this church, right now this morning, God spoke to you. God touched your shoulder. God again appeared to you. But it takes sensitivity and discernment to tell that there is God around. While we're praying, while we're doing praise and worship, the angels of God, they were ascending and descending, but it takes revelation for you to be in a position to know that there are angels that are there. But the reason why he's giving you dreams, some of us, we are dreamers. We encounter things in our dreams. Those encounters, they are for you to have conviction that there is God. We have been told about God, that is a theological God. We have read about this God. But the mind of God is that whenever you are walking with Him, you must at some point encounter Him. That's why each and every time He could come to people in the form of angels. It took us that in the relation to tell that this is God. He came to Abraham in the form, in his pre-incarnate manifestation, and Abraham saw that this is God. He came to Gideon in a pre-incarnate again manifestation, what we call a, a Christology type of manifestation. Gideon again realized that this is not an angel, that's God. There are men that are going to Emmaus. They are speaking about the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They don't know what they are talking about. They are talking about this philosophical Jesus that was taught by the rabbis. But Jesus joined them. They could really tell that Jesus is among us and they continued to, 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 to speak about the events. And they even started now to elaborate the events at Jesus. And Jesus Christ, uh, he asked them, what man of men is this? And they even said, and Jesus, are you new to this city? Didn't you hear of what transpired? Then Jesus Christ had to review himself unto these people. So there are some times that when we can't tell and take into the dimension of God, 
By the grace of God, God sometimes he chooses to reveal himself unto you. But one thing that I must tell you and respectfully speaking is that every time God is always appearing in your life. He appears to you according to your level of faith. He appears again to you according to your level of receptivity. If you are a man or a woman that has been called in prophecy, God appears to you through that channel of prophecy. If you are a reader of the word, this word, God appears to you through the word. The more you read the word, the more you update the word, scriptures will start now to come alive in your life. Then the revelation of the Holy Spirit will take you to a scripture that is your encounter. Jesus Christ, he had a scripture that he encountered his destiny with. He went to the book of Luke chapter 4, that was prophesied by Isaiah chapter 4, verse 17, when the Bible says, The Spirit of the Lord, or Yeshua Hamashiach, is upon my life. For he has anointed me. Then he said unto the rabbis, This scripture has been fulfilled upon my life. This afternoon, I want to prophesy that as I speak to you, let scriptures be manifested in your life. If God has called you and has opened a channel of visions, I want to pray that let all the portals of your visions be opened this afternoon. If a person of prayer, continue to pray. You are going to encounter your God in prayer. If you are a giver, continue to give. You encounter your God in your giving. Ah, can, am I communicating somebody? Yes. I said, am I communicating somebody? Yes. So it's not dealing with encounters. I'm going to run through them, all of them, and I spoke about the reasons why encounters well, are coming to us for conviction. But knowing these encounters uh, is not only enough. What we need to experience the encounters. If I speak about angelical encounters, it's not enough for us to know, but we need to watch it a place where we encounter angels. When we speak about encountering Jesus, it's not enough to only speak about encountering Jesus, but we need to encounter Jesus as a person. Uh, uh, am I communicating somebody? Amen. I said, am I communicating somebody? Amen. So uh, as we teach these things, one thing that I pray for each other time is that we may appreciate all of these teachings. Why? Because most of the teachings, they come through different forms. Firstly, the other uh, form that brings these teachings is the form of sacrifice. There is much sacrifice that's why we teach the way we teach. Much study, that's why we teach the way we teach. And usually, again, these teachings, they are so much consistent with the scriptures. So when a teaching is consist consistent with the scripture, you must appreciate it. Sometimes it may not have effect to you today, but there will come a time when these teachings will have an effect as God will start now to ascend you or plant you into a dimension that is spiritual. There are things that seems like they are far-fetched when we preach about them. But there will come a season when God will start to use you, when God starts to visit you, when things will start to happen, and you are confused you don't have information. So the good part with this information, one, is very consistent with the scripture, two, it comes at the platform as you sacrifice and pain. We have to invest much in fasting and prayer so that we bring information to you. So as you ascend now, the light of the Spirit, come and shout encounters. 
I said it shall encounters. So as we now start to ascend the ladder of the spirit, these things they will become a reality to you. So the first encounter that I'm going to be giving to you is the encounter with Jesus, the Son of the Living God. Come on, somebody shout the encounter. I don't hear you shout the encounter with Jesus, the Son of the Living God. So this one, it does not only mean a visual picture of Jesus. You can have an encounter through one scriptures. Some some short scriptures. Then you can have again an encounter through the word of salvation. So which simply means that the day you give your life unto God and say, Jesus, come into my heart, you confessed him with your mouth. That was the first encounter that we have. So don't uh, uh, relegate yourself when you are preaching about encounters. Encounters are not for preachers. Encounters are not only for ministers of the gospel. They are for every believer. If you know that you are a believer, you have been called anointed, then cleanse the by the blood of Jesus. You must pray for encounters. Come on, somebody shout encounters. So it doesn't only mean a visual picture. When Jesus Christ appears in your dining, then you see him. You can encounter Jesus through scriptures. You can encounter Jesus through salvation. So which simply means if we are all saved right now, we have encountered Jesus. And when you start to read the word of God, you are going to encounter Jesus. The more you sit down to listen to scriptures and the word, the word is preached up to you, there are encounters that are coming to you. So the word is not only coming to you to motivate you, it's not only coming to you so that it may bring some goosebumps, but the word is coming so that you may encounter Jesus through the preaching. While we are preaching and making declarations, our mind is that you may encounter Jesus through that. Don't encounter a man, don't encounter an apostle, don't encounter a bishop, but encounter Jesus in the preaching. The Bible in the book of John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Which means eternal life can only be received through the rest of Jesus Christ. If I want eternal life, I must encounter Jesus. Come on, serve a short encounter. encounter. I don't tell you short encounter. encounter. So which simply means that no matter how many visions you see in your life, if you have never had an encounter with Jesus, you are going to hell. Respectfully speaking, you may see visions, you may uh, see dreams, but if you have never had an encounter with Jesus, you are heading to hell. That's why we have people in our villages that can prophesy and we call them seers. Those people have never met Jesus. Those people have never gone. They, they have got gifts. They have encountered gifts of the Holy Spirit. So they can tell you things that will transpire and those things will transpire. We have got people that are not even uh, Christians, but when they dream about you and they tell you the dream, that dream will definitely come to pass. I think we have got those people in our families, even for your friends. They can pick a phone and tell you that I, I see you getting involved in an accident. Then if you hit that or you don't hit that, you take a taxi going wherever you'll be going, you can watch if an accident, then you remember. But that doesn't mean that 
they have encountered Jesus. So being a prophet does not take you to heaven. Being a preacher of the gospel does not take you to heaven. Being a good worshiper does not take you to heaven. What is going to take you? The only way that can take us to heaven is Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. An apostle cannot take you to, to, to heaven. You may be affiliated to me. You may love me so much. But if you don't have that relationship with Jesus, I tell you, my friend, brothers and sisters, that I don't have any way to take you to heaven. Are we together? The only way to heaven is Jesus. Come on, somebody shout Jesus. Jesus. I said, shout Jesus. Jesus. Again, encounters, they don't redeem people. Encounters. No matter how you encounter, you can encounter an angel today, but encounters don't, don't redeem people. It's only Jesus that redeems. Shout, Jesus redeems. Jesus. And encounters, they don't give people eternal life. It is only the Son of the living God that gives eternal life. So if I encounter power while I'm sleeping, or I encounter Abraham, and Paul, while I'm sleeping, Paul does not give me eternal life. Sometimes I can encounter Apostle Paul in my dream. I must be in a question to know and to tell why am I encountering Apostle Paul. So usually when you encounter Apostle Paul in your dream or in your vision, it's, 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 it's God who is now showing you that I'm taking to a dimension of revelation. Because Apostle Paul, you are the man of revelation. You can never encounter Paul in a dream or in a vision and fail to preach the gospel. Are we together? But that encounter cannot redeem you. It can never give you eternal life. It's only Jesus that gives eternal life. Are we together? So if you, you have 30 encounters in your life, a day or in a month, 30 encounters, and Jesus is not part of them, you are on your way to hell, respectfully speaking. You can have thousand encounters, but Jesus is not part and parcel of those encounters. You will not make it to heaven. But I prophesy this afternoon that whenever the world is being preached, I want you to encounter Jesus in that world. When you sit down to study the world, my prayer is that you may encounter Jesus. So what does it mean to have an encounter with Jesus? What the Holy Spirit does through scripture when you have an encounter with Jesus? The Holy Spirit now through scriptures, you will come into your spirit and you start to finish you the reality of the life of Jesus. I have an encounter with Jesus through scripture or through preaching. The Holy Spirit now will come in, then it will help me to finish the reality of the love of Jesus through me. So when I walk out, people that don't see me, they see the love of Jesus. That's why when they were in Antioch, because they encountered the person of Jesus, people in Antioch, they said, you are not Andrew, you are not Pedro Mio, you are not Luke, you are, you are not Matthew, but you are Jesus-like, and you are like Christians. That's why they were called Christians. Why? Because their face was looking like Jesus. The way they were dressing, they were looking, even the way they were speaking, they were like Jesus, but they encountered the person of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout our encounter. That person of Jesus Christ. And when the Holy Spirit finishes you with the love of Jesus, he will bring you again to the point where you start accept now the truth of the substitutional sacrifice of Jesus. 
When you accept that truth now, eternal life will start to come to you. Shout eternal life. When you accept the truth of the substantial uh, power of Jesus Christ, eternal life will come to you. My prayer this afternoon is that eternal life may be your portion. So that when God 19 is, is, is discovered in you, because I have eternal life, it will not have effect in me. We have the Zoe life of Jesus Christ, but we can only have that Zoe life of Jesus when we have encountered the person of Jesus Christ. So, each other time, maybe I'm a prophet, I've been called into the prophetic, maybe I've been called into preaching, maybe I've been called into, into a place of intercession. Your prophetic wiring or your intercession wiring, it can uh, plant you or shoot you into a deeper prophetic dimension but that doesn't mean that it has to preclude the encounters that you must have with Jesus Christ you may be a sinner while you are seeing your singing abilities may teach you into a dimension that is prophetic a dimension that is powerful but after you've been plunged into that dimension that cannot Precludes you from having a deeper appetite, desire to encounter Jesus Christ. So most of us have been called into the apostolic while we are praying under the apostolic action. There is an apostolic wiring that can plunge you into dimensions. You can see heaven opening up. You can see the likes of the patriarchs or the matrix of the gospel. Why are seeing them? That does not substitute Jesus Christ. It's the major man that you must encounter in your life. Come on, somebody shout, I'll encounter Jesus. I don't tell you, I'll encounter Jesus. Number two encounter is the encounter with the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody shout, the encounter with the person and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So, the second encounter with the order, Jesus, then the Holy Spirit, that's the order of encounters. The second encounter that a person has, apart from Jesus Christ, you must encounter the Holy Spirit in that liturgy. You must encounter the person and the ministry, which means the Holy Spirit is not a wind. The Holy Spirit is a person with feelings. That's why the Bible says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the man has got feelings. And the Bible says, he who sins against the Holy Ghost cannot be forgiven. Why? Because he is a person. Apart from him being a person, Holy Spirit has got a ministry. He ministers unto us, our together. So the ministry of the Holy Spirit is not only for pastors, it's not only for apostles and bishops, but the ministry of the Holy Spirit is for every believer. Come on, shout, I am a believer. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is for the end as well. That's why the Bible in the book of Job says that if God takes away his spirit from the earth and the nature, the whole earth will dry up and people perish from the face of the cosmos. So when the Holy Spirit is coming, it's not coming only to the pastors, but the Holy Spirit. For there to be nature, nature is made possible by the Holy Spirit. 
for there to be waters and rivers is because of the Holy Spirit. Are we together? Without the Holy Spirit, seas they dry up. Without the Holy Spirit, the earth cannot be suspended. So what suspends the earth and gives foundation and pillars to the earth is the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit, when he's ministering in your business, your business, it will start to grow, it will flourish, it will flower. When the Holy Spirit is part and parcel of my marriage, my marriage, it becomes strong. Are we together? That's why the book of Ecclesiastes says that a three-quarter strand, it cannot be easily broken. Which means if I'm married with my wife, I must take the Holy Spirit to be the third court. The devil may come and throw missiles, ballistic intercontinental weapons to me. He cannot destroy what we have. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is the intertwining cable in my marriage. Are we together? In my business with my partners, the Holy Spirit must be the intertwining and the major shareholder in that business. The reason why business are plunging into oblivion is because we negated the Holy Ghost. We have taken power and we, we, we have got a lot of confidence into, in our intellectuality, are we together? In our philosophy and in our capital, it may be financial or human capital, but the moment we substitute the Holy Spirit, that business is only a matter of time before it plunges. Are we together? When you are going to school, before you start to start any, 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 any course, you must invite the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, this is not my course, it's your course. So when the Holy Spirit realizes that I own this course, you make sure that you don't fail. Because tell him that when I fail, it's not me that is failing, but it's you who is failing. Are we together? When he is the lead of your life in your destiny, you tell the Holy Spirit that Holy Spirit, that will be the time when you have encountered him. Holy Spirit, this destiny is not my destiny. I'm just a steward to this destiny. I am a power to the life and the time that I have. It's your time, it's your destiny. The Holy Spirit will make sure that all limitations, all stumbling blocks, foundational systems, Altars that are standing against you, you will go before you and you level them flight. That's why Isaiah is saying that every group depart, it shall be made straight. But who? Not by Isaiah, not by your pastor or your, an apostle, but Holy Spirit will make sure that every group path is straight. Why? Because he knows that if I don't make this path straight, it's me who's going to stumble, not the man that is carrying me away together. So the Holy Spirit is going to get ministry. That's why even the apostles in the book of Acts, when they sat down on an August meeting and they wanted to anoint a man that was going to uh, replace Judas Iscariot by the name Matthias, the Bible says that they said, us or us and the Holy Spirit, we have agreed upon this thing. You must have an agreement with the Holy Ghost. You can only have agreements with the Holy Spirit if you encounter the Holy Spirit. They said, us and the Holy Spirit, Spirit, we have agreed. Who are you agreeing with? In your business, who are you agreeing with? Yes. In your life, who are you agreeing with? That's the question. Are we together? Yes. After that, they anointed the other apostles and they were sent to the uttermost parts of the world. I prophesy this afternoon. That someone is going to encounter the Holy Spirit. Yes. Why do we encounter the Holy Spirit? What is the ministry of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit has got threefold ministry. The first ministry that the Holy Spirit comes to do in my life, He comes to guide me because it was spoken by Jesus. 
He comes to empower me and he comes to give me direction. So the Jesus Christ is saying, I'm going to leave you, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to send the Eros Paracletus, which means the one of the same kind. He shall guide you in all truth, which means there is truth that you must be guided into. If you are not guided into the truth, you will get the truth that will kill you. I always tell you that it's not only lie that kills. There is a type of truth that kills. And when it comes from the devil, he manipulates. That's why when he came to Eve, whatever the devil spoke to Eve was true. That God knows that in the day you are going to eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. You are going to become like him. That was true. But there was a time in which that was supposed to be enacted. God did bless the time because everything under sun is subject to time. So God said to uh, uh, Adam and Eve, there shall come a time when I'm going to open you up to a dimension of the knowledge of evil and truth. But this time operates in this dimension of the spirit. Don't discover things. Don't start to figure out things because I am your compassy and your guide in your direction. So when the Holy Spirit is coming, Jesus Christ said, journey in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes upon your life. When he comes upon your life, he shall guide you, he shall empower you, he shall direct you. Because if you go out to Jerusalem to preach, you go to Bethlehem to preach, you go to Athens to preach without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, people in Bethlehem are going to cut your head. Why? Because that was the time when the church was under persecution. You get to Jerusalem, Herod killed James, and he wanted to kill Peter. So if you go again, now because I'm not there, in Jerusalem, Herod, history of God is planted in agenda. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he's going to cut your head. So wait for the Holy Ghost. When the Holy Spirit empowers you, disciples, Herod is not going to touch you. That's why death comes and say, touch not my anointed ones, nor do harm to my prophets. The reason why we anoint you, we anoint you to empower you by the risk of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So that when I go out there to do evangelism, demons, they don't cut my head. Are we together? When we go to our villages, we this December, demons, they will not play with us. The devil will not touch us. Why? Because there is an empowerment of our lives. When I go to sleep, I'm not afraid. I don't have nightmares. Why? Because the Holy Spirit empowers me. I'm not afraid of the air and of the terror that flies at that time. I'm not afraid of the pestilences that stays awake at noon dash. I'm not afraid of the destruction that is setting uh, before me. Why do the Holy Spirit empowers me? Ah, I don't prophesy to somebody. So when the Holy Spirit is upon your life, you are empowered. I pray this afternoon, let somebody encounter the Holy Spirit. Okay. If you are going to say, I'm not afraid of the terror and the arrows that flies by might, you need to have the Holy Spirit. If you have never encountered the Holy Spirit, people of God, brothers, sisters, you are talking. Unless I can see you, you have that power. I still, I still remember yesterday while we were still looking and they searching for God. We're still young. We're still uh, spoiled. You know, we uh, agreed one day with my friends that I ministry that we want to go to our national uh, shrine where our our heroes are buried. Near one part to those that know another country that is 
uh, shortly Bobo. So it happened that when I wanted to go, I was called at work. Some of my brothers, they went there because they wanted to, to arrest spirits. Because by the reason of revelation, they encountered angels that were saying the reason why this country is Zimbabwe is not moving. There is a territorial demon and a territorial spirit that has been given a space that it must not have. So they went, they wanted to arrest we and Hunter. They wanted to arrest the Kukakumi. When they went there, shut up. But they did not have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. They prayed while they were by the gate. They encountered two things. If you cannot encounter the Holy Spirit, you encounter something. There are soldiers that are always manning the gates. And they are called yellow barrets. They were beaten by the yellow barrets. Then after two days, they got sick like nobody's business. They were manifesting, speaking funny things. Until one of the apostles was a, a, a city apostle uh, was invited and said, Guys, you stepped at a place where the angels are afraid to step on. When you went there, you were alone. So just imagine double trouble. You are beaten physically for a disturbing peace on the uh, that national place. Then demons now they came, they had to sit on them. They were manifesting, and I want to prophesy of their life. Yeah. Let the Holy Spirit empower you this afternoon. Yes. It's not about your passion for the things of God. Yeah. There must be empowerment. Yes. You can have passion at your workplace. You wake from six to six and you sleep at your work. That's fine. You can have passion in your education. You can uh, wake up in the middle of the night study. That's passion. You can go to the library. But when it comes to the things of the Holy Spirit, you must understand the liturgy and the protocol of God. Yeah. I encounter Jesus through salvation. Then I'm encountering Jesus through scriptures. Then the Holy Spirit comes to finish me with the light of Jesus. When he comes now, he's empowering me, he's guiding me, he's directing me. Amen. I prophesy over your life this afternoon. Yes. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and protect you. Amen. I don't hear you. I said, let the Holy Spirit guide you and protect you. Amen. Let him protect your family. Amen. Let him protect your life. Amen. So what whenever the Holy Spirit comes in my life through encounters, you tell me what to do. You tell me what to see and not what to see. And you tell me what to do. And you tell me again what to expect and to see from him. Because the Holy Spirit is upon my life. When I come here as a sort of prophet, and you don't have the Holy Spirit, I can speak things that are not empowered, empowered by heaven. Because you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have nothing to tell you what to expect. You don't have anything to tell you again what to see and not what to see. You just see the good of my uh, influence, the good of my speech, this good of my prophecy. Then you receive. Do you know there are people that received anti marriage instead of marriage through prophecies? There are people that received poverty instead of prosperity. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was not there. When the man was declaring, they just opened up their spirit and they said, I receive. But when the Holy Spirit is upon your life, you will tell you that after the declaration, you must take this, trust it, keep this, it's coming from me. I always tell you that I work in the prophetic. I always tell you the truth. That there are some times when you're under pressure and you pressure to perform. We call it pity. Pressure to perform is that 
God says, just tell this sister and the brother that I'm, I love you, I'm about to elevate you. But you feel like it's not enough. You know, this is general, this is ordinary. I can fly all the way from South Africa to go to Namibia to tell someone that God is saying, I love you. That's why now sometimes, because of pressure, people don't say, Brother they will say, on that class again, I see two million in your account. So when the Holy Spirit is in your life, you tell that no, forgive the prophecy. Check the last part, forget the two million. It, it, you cannot be disappointed when the Holy Spirit is in you. When I'm declaring in your life, because there is pressure, you have never been pressured. You have been pressured here, this is a small podium. The podium is that you want really people to hear that you are the great man. Have you ever been at a place where you go there feeling like yeah, I want really to bombard people with prophecy? When you want to prophesy, the Holy Spirit says, preach. After preaching, when you want to prophesy, the Holy Spirit says, go and sit down. But people are saying, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. So that pressure now, you start to speak to people that you've never been given by the Holy Spirit. But when the Holy Spirit enters you, he will tell you what to accept and not what to accept. And you can even go to the prophet and say, I prophet respect for the speaking. I want to say it, are you just encouraging me, man? And the prophet, if he is committed, you will tell him that yeah, I was encouraging you, don't expect anything. But because we don't have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we accept everything, we receive everything, we receive everything. And some of the things that we receive, they are out of error. I prophesy, let the Holy Spirit be upon life. I say, I prophesy. In this kingdom, this one that we are in, we don't deal with what is good or what is bad. In this kingdom, don't deal with what is good and what is bad. If the Holy Spirit is not involved in whatever a person is doing, that thing must be negated. It must be trashed and it must be discarded. Are we together? Our guide is the Holy Spirit. I may preach powerfully, I may preach a, 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 a good sermon to you, then I prophesy good. It's not about good, it's about the Holy Spirit. Because our guide, he shall guide you. Put a pin there. He shall guide you and direct you. So a person may be good in preaching, may be good in prophecy, but the guide is the Holy Spirit. The person may be dressed good. The person may be with a good height. The person may be with a good accent when he's preaching, but it's not about good. It's about the Holy Spirit. That's our guide out together. It's not about motivational speaking. It's not about business coaching. When we expect the goodness of the person, yeah, we need the Holy Spirit to guide us. He is he's the one who gives us parameters. He's the one who directs us. A person may come and preach for three hours, a good ceremony. After preaching for three hours, it's not about how good the person is. I once read Kenneth Higgins, he said, I started to preach at 20 years, then the Holy Spirit encountered me at 40 years, and, the Holy Spirit, and I was writing books, and the Holy Spirit says to me, whatever you were doing from 20 to 40 years, we're alone. So how many people say, how are you 
I receive. Why? Because the man is a good writer. The man is a good teacher. How many people? He himself is not a person or another pastor. We would say, no, this pastor was trying to discredit. He said, the worst thing says, now start to preach. Now start to write books. He said, the first book that I wrote at 40 years, I sold millions of copies. And after that, the same one that I preached, they shifted and changed people. But if we had people, that they got the whole spirit in them, they were going to say, Ah, Papa, you are alone. We are coming for a motivational speaking. So, which means when the whole spirit is not part and parcel of what I'm doing as a preacher, I am motivating you. I may not be bad. You are not bad, but you are motivating them. But people, they incline because of the, how good the person is. There is another prophet here in South Africa, JS. He said, whatever I was doing, whenever I was doing it, I did it under the influence of demons. I'm sorry. Then I'm now preaching to you back to Christ. How many people had videos? There was a time when I was going to Kimberley. There were some people in the car in my car that had videos of JS. And they said, hey, bro, so what should we do? But the man came out and confessed and said, I was under the influence of demons. But forgive me. So if you have got the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit directs you. The moment you are trying to download, you know there are some other videos that you try to download. It's a five minute video, you are trying to download, and your Wi-Fi or your data uh, just got stuck. Because we don't have the spirit, we pressurize, we run, and we buy more airtime. But the Holy Spirit is ministering to you that leave it. And you go to another video that is for one hour. Bah! With this few data, it's down. What the Holy Spirit is saying, this is the thing. Are we together? It's not about how good the thing is. So the Holy Spirit, when he speaks to us, people of God, he's not going to whisper sometimes to you, but he fights you through the channels that you understand. Sometimes you are trying to put a channel that is a, with prophet pride that you like so much. But the Holy Spirit is saying, the man is good, but he's not connected with me. Then the batteries, they just, you know, run out of power. Then we hit bah, the remote, bah, the remote, until the remote is damaged. But the Holy Spirit is ministering at you and saying, are we together? But the moment maybe you put to soccer, the remote is working. That's the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Can I prophesy like a feeling? Yes. Am I talking to somebody in this place? Yes. We fight each other every time. How many times do we fight it? Someone was telling me uh, that uh, when I'm married with an abusive husband who claps for each other time, the, that husband did not start when we are in the marriage. And I said, okay, explain more to me. And he said, there are things that the Holy Spirit, if I told of God, will show you about the man. And it was a seminar that I attended. And this man said, do you remember two years ago, because usually, sister, they always say, yes, never beaten me with a relationship. He never, he has never shouted at me. And he said, do you remember that day when you were driving with him or you were walking with him and someone did not observe the robot? Then someone, and the man said, where is he doesn't know me? And he got out of the car. He got hold of that man in another car. He shook the man and he ran, he ran and said, honey, I leave you. That was the indication that you are going to be beaten. So it's not about you, but it's about the activities around you. That's the Holy Spirit. So I don't wait for you to do me, for me to know that I do 
woman. I may want to get into business with you and you've got a record of being a fraudulent. The Holy Spirit is telling me, don't say, ah, with me we are brothers and sisters. But the Holy Spirit, so when you go to God and cry to God and say, God, why did you not tell me the Holy Spirit was to say, I told you. But how did you tell me the Holy Spirit when Peter, Thomas and Pauline were doomed by the very person that was the message to you? Did I tell you that things that happen around us they are a message or a letter to us by the Holy Spirit. If you see things happening right now, it's a letter. If I am in poverty today, it's not just a situation, but it's a letter from the devil to God to say, you said you are almighty, you are all caring, but look at your image, look at your likeness. I have bombarded your likeness with poverty. So it's a message that the devil is sending to God. Because the devil knows that his messages cannot reach God because the throne of God is with thunder. It is with God power. So he said, okay, let me use that thing that represents God. Let me clap it and clap God. Let me make sure that I put that person in oblivion. It's a letter. So when God is looking at you, ah, didn't you hear Apostle Paul say that you are letters? To who? Not only to the world, even to God. So when God reads my life, you say, no, I created Brian in my image after my likeness. You must not suffer this. So God, what you do now, you make sure that he replies the devil by bringing power in my life. So when God is prospering my pocket now, it's not only about me, but it's a message to demons and the devil that I am an all-loving God. I'm an all-killing God. So if I put enough money to buy a house and a car, it's a message to demons and the devil hates it. Are we together? Yes. When I'm promoted at my workplace, my smile is increased. It's a letter to demons yeah. that I can do exceedingly, abundantly, yeah. uh, above what this person can think or ask because I am God. So my prayer, and I preach this afternoon, that somebody may encounter God. Encounter God and the Holy Spirit in every way. Every workplace. Know what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. There are people that uh, get jobs uh, through a uh, carpet interview. You know, the moment your, your boss say, uh, oh, what, I want to give you a job through carpet interview, then because a woman of faith, you say, huh? you don't know me. I got Jesus, and you say, I'm laughing. No, the Holy Spirit has already told you what you must expect two years down the line, a year down the line, three months down the line. So when the same person arrests you, if you go to the court, to, to, to the police, yes, they can arrest you. But when you go to God and say, why did you not tell me God? God will tell you that that day, when you make that joke, I was ministering unto you. But because we love the job, we ignore the voice. Because we love the promotion, we ignore the job. Come the time when you go for a business trip, then he messes you around. So the Holy Spirit is speaking to somebody right now. Are we together? The Holy Spirit is preaching to somebody. So you must know when the Holy Spirit is guiding you. Are we together? He is your guide. And you must listen to him. When I'm driving my car, I must know that the Holy Spirit is my guide. So when I see a pothole, I must through me, because when he guides me, he empowers my focuses, empowerment, so that I know how to navigate. So when I con 
continue to hit a pothole and say the Holy Spirit will shift my steering. You know, it's not the Holy Spirit who is like that, negligent, it's true. So after the empowerment, you must know what to do with the power that God gives unto you. When I pass through maybe Acadia, to those that stay in Acadia, they know what I'm talking about. Capital Hotel, there is around maybe 10, and I am empowered by the Holy Spirit. And there are those women that I walk half naked. I'm driving and they open up. Because I'm empowered by the Holy Spirit, I must look at what I am all together. Because I must know that the moment I look with them, the power of the Holy Spirit will lose me. Then before I know it, I pack. Before I pack, uh, can I promise now like I feel it? So we got to have the Holy Spirit in us. So know how the Holy Spirit works with you. He works with your four counties. When he powers you, he guides you, he directs you. He just gives you direction, but he's not the one. You know, the Holy Spirit, when he gives you direction, he's not the one that will take steps for you. He gives you direction. So if you've got discernment and sensitivity, you can, he, he can open your eyes to see his footsteps. So when you open your eyes to see footsteps, you can step where he is stepped. That's why the Bible says, when I took them from Egypt, can I prophesy? I took them in my hand. But they didn't see and know that they were in my hand. They were complaining to Moses that your God is powerless. Yet we left the country where we were eating garlic and onions. Now, what can he offer to us? And Moses cried unto God. But the reason why God, you know, was so ahead is because he said they didn't see when I took them from Egypt. I took them and I was holding them. When I went to Sikothi, I was still holding them. When we passed through Ekadesh Banya, they were in my hand. When we passed through Mara, when there was bitter water, they were in my hand. When we were about uh, to cross over the Red Sea, themselves they were seeing deserts, but they were in my hand. When I parted the Red Sea, they were in my hand. But while they were in my hand, they were complaining. That's why I made sure that they would not cross over to the place of rest. That is the place of promise. Only two people, Joshua and Caleb, they managed to cross over. Why? Because they had a different what? Talk to me, talk to me. They had a different spirit. What is that different spirit? It's the Holy Ghost. That empowers and directs you. When they entered Canaan to spy, because of that different spirit, they looked at the giants and they said, you may be giants in stature, but we are carrying spirit of power. The God that we are carrying is powerful. Are we together? You know, you are not going to defeat us. That's why David, when he came to fight with the Goliath, can I promise you like I feel it? Goliath said, why are you bringing this dog to me? Then saw him to ask uh, the boy, and he said, who are you men? And David said, I'm so IMDJ, David Jesse, I'm going to put down this uh, child. So when the child now is uh, fighting with the David, he does not know that David had an encounter can I promise with the Holy Spirit and the Word. That's why he said, you know, I go through the valley of shadow of death. I fear no evil. So he said unto Goliath, the boss, Goliath said, you are coming to me with a sling. And Goliath was holding javelins and spears. But David said, man, I'm going to put you down today. I am coming to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. 
with my empowerment. He empowered me and I choose a man. He empowered me and I choose a lion. He empowered me and all the snakes, they disappeared. If you go to, 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 to our pastelers, we no longer have snakes. I dealt with them. I can't prophesy. Hyenas have left Israel because of the power that I share. So go ahead, I'm gonna put you down. But in the reason of the Holy Spirit, can I prophesy like a saint? Any giant that's not facing right now, don't go with your power and your muscle. You are too small. Go by the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't go with your degrees, but go with the power of the Holy Spirit. When I'm dealing with the demons myself, I don't say I'm a preacher. I'm always together. But I go there with the power of the Holy Spirit. Ah, can I prophesy like a Philip? That's why Jesus Christ, he thought he was the God and the Son of the Most Living God. He did not say to the devil, Devil, you are here. I am the Son of the Most Living God. I'm going to conquer you, devil. He didn't say that, don't you know, that I'm coming from the throne of God. No. Didn't you know that I'm coming from heaven? He, he just subjected himself to the power of scriptures. Because he had to have an encounter, even though he was the world. But he had to encounter his world. So he said, I come to you. It is written, I come to you in the power of the word. Devil, get out of me. I can prophesy like a spirit. You know, when you tell the devil that I'm coming from Action Chapel, leave my house. You tell that what is Action Chapel? Action Chapel, I know. Your pastor, I know. Jesus, I know. What do you have? Can I prophesy like a spirit? Don't run out of ideas. Yeah. Don't say I come to you under the power of Archbishop. You tell that I know. And I know actually chapel before you knew it. Yeah. So come with something. Can I prophesy like a feeling? Yeah. Do you have an encounter with a scripture that have encountered one day where you can say that it's written about me that you know no woman frustrated yeah. against my life that shall prosper? Yeah. That's the encounter. Can I prophesy like a feeling? Yeah. No weapon. It may be a spiritual physical. And the devil will leave your house yes. and your destiny. But the problem with us, we are coming with our titles. Can't you know that I'm a prophet? I'm an apostle. The devil will tell you that I know apostles. I know prophets. So who are you? What do we have? So the devil, the reason why he's continuing to come to you is because he thinks that there are no encounters. The moment you push out the devil with a scriptural encounter, the devil will leave you. I'm a prophesy and close with this second encounter. Then the third and fourth, we will wrap it up next week. Yeah. So we want to pray this afternoon. Yes. That God give us the power so that we encounter demons. Demons they will not touch us. Give us the power that we encounter satanic elements, altars. They are not going to conquer us. Are we together? Yes. What do we have to say to the devil? What do we have today when the devil visits you while they are sleeping? Most of us, we say, my, you know, we cry, mama, daddy, before we even speak a scripture, are we together? Yeah. But we need to know what to say. Yeah. Are we together? Yes. Most of us, when we are under attack in the night, the first thing is, get out. Then a scripture is not there, but let scripture be in life. Yeah. That are going to pour your destiny. Yes. I prophesy divine encounters. Yeah. All the people that you see from Genesis to Revelation, yes. their power, they can anchor it from the 
our encounters that they had with the Holy Spirit, yes. they can all tell you that our exploits were by the rest of the Holy Spirit. It was not about how we knew things. Moses does not know how to speak. He is a man that stammers. Yeah. He even said, "At when I stammer, I can't speak." But God said, "I'm gonna make you a god." That's empowerment. Yeah. Right now, God is saying to somebody, "I'm making you a god." Yeah. Do you believe it? He's saying that whatever has been making you to run away is not going to approach it, it will run away from you. Yes. Ah, can I promise you like I feel it? Yes. Moses, when he went unto Pharaoh, he didn't say, I'm the prince of the Hebrews. Yeah. He didn't say that, my father is Amram. Do you know my father? He didn't say, my brother is Aaron. Yeah. He has got a priestly anointing over his head. He didn't say, my sister is prophetess Miriam. He can sing, no? He didn't speak about that. He said that God of the Hebrews has sent me. Why sent you? Are you being sent with your accolades? Are we together? Yes. When you're looking for a job, I know that you're going to decrease. Yeah. There are more higher than thermometer. But don't go with your degrees. Yeah. Go by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hold yes. your degree. Hold your masters. When you enter, say, Holy Spirit, we are together. We are entering together. Yes. Holy Spirit, we are getting that job together. Yes. When you feel like you can't make it, maybe the one, two people get a hundred. Before the interview, tell the interviews that give me two minutes. Just go outside or in the toilet. Speak to the Holy Spirit. Shalom. You know, they will ask you, what are you doing? Tell them that I'm inviting my partner. Shalundu Balasa in the Kabato. If you are sitting on that bench, waiting, listening, you must speak to the Holy Spirit. Shalendo, Zubala Kinamahanto, Shundu Baluta. But knowing that you have got a decree, Shakando, Sundumba Baluta, what you are doing, you are energizing yourself. The moment you get into the interview, you see the panelists, they will say, Ah, oh, we are tired now of asking questions. Yeah. Ah, but because it's you, what's your name? Where do you stay? Yeah. Okay, uh, really? Uh, how old are you? How much do you want? How much do you want? Yeah. After that, this, it's fine. Come tomorrow. Yeah. Then they will get out and they say, all oh, the other uh, three uh, people uh, come to uh, wait who call you, yeah. but you come tomorrow. Yeah. If you go home, you tell people, they will not believe you and say, God has done it for me. Yeah. They will ask me salary, tell them what you want. The name and everything, but other people will be asking philosophical questions. Why did you come to work at our company? Uh, when did our company uh, got established? Yeah. Who is the CEO of our company? Yeah. Tell us about our policies and strategies of this company. Yeah. How do I know your strategies and policies? If I am a lawyer, tell us about the Constitution, Cross 52, Subsection 3. Do I know that? What, what is the fulcrum of the whole company in our organization? How do I know fulcrums? But because I've been no fulcrums can stand your feet right now. Jean-Galibahasso. I see the power of the Holy Spirit. You can't speak about the Holy Spirit and fail to hear. Exercise the Holy Spirit. Take advantage of the Holy Spirit in your life. Be sensitive in whatever you do. Say, I decree and I declare. I decree and I declare. As I pray this afternoon, I want you to mean it. And to whatever you're going to say, it's going to happen. We are praying that we are going to have encounters. I want you to do it when you go back home. 
Just open the Bible. Everybody going to open, read about it. And I want you to have an encounter with whatever is written there. Are we together? Yes. The Bible says the letter kills, but it takes the Holy Spirit revelation to give you understanding. Again, we are praying about the Holy Spirit. I want you to encounter the Holy Spirit. Either in your sleep, either physically, either in your dream. It's my prayer right now that you encounter the Holy Spirit. So I decree and I declare. As I pray right now, I prophesy. I'll encounter Jesus. And I'll encounter the person of the Holy Spirit. And the ministry of the Holy Ghost. So I decree and I declare. I'm empowered by the Holy Ghost. So I am directed by the Holy Ghost. I want you to put your hands together, start to pray. Shaka, Shakata, Shakata, Zuta Palato, Shalikomusa Paluta, Shalikom Tatani Bahasso, Shalikomusa, Gantani Bahasso, Shaketa Palahasso, Conan Tatani Bahasso. I can tell you, Sapato, Shalikomusa, Zuta Tani Bahasso, Belus Tatani Bahasso. Come on, somebody pray. Shalikomta, Belus Tatani Bahasso, into Bahato, Kenuta into Bahato. We ask God why things are not happening like this. I came here to answer your question right now that the empowerment of the Holy Spirit was not on you. Lalusta into Baluta, Shakanda in the Bihato, Shakristo into Baluta, Shaketa, Salu Anto Baluta, Shakete de Hato, Shakete, 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 Shaketa, Sulta. Shaluta I prophesy encounters, 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 encounters. You encounter the person of Jesus. You encounter the midst of Goyos, Shaluta into Baluta, Alabahaso, Shaketo Palahato, Sapreto into Baluta, Shaketa Talibahasto, Shalikosa Presto, Shapreto into Baluta, I prophesy, I prophesy, Shaketa Kabarota, Shalikosa Prehito, Shalikato, yes, encounter the presence of the Holy Spirit, Shalikato, we are sick and tired of encountering demons, Shaluta into Baluta. We are sick and tired of encountering dead people. Shaluta into Baluta. We are sick and tired of encountering failures in Java Asia. Let's have the right hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. We like program your presence, God, in this place. We thank you for who you are. We thank you because you are God. We thank you for the encounters that are coming right now. Encounters that are opening us up to dimensions of grace. Whenever I encounter Jesus, I will encounter grace. I prophesy the dimensions to be opened up to you. I prophesy and I speak to the encounter of the person of the Holy Spirit. As we encounter the Holy Spirit, I prophesy, I prophesy, I prophesy. Shaluta into Baluta. Let 